Strength Block, the podcast, with your hosts, Sophie and Damien Rabot. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Strength Block podcast. I'm your host, Damien. And I am Sophie. How are you doing today, Soph? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> Threw you off guard. It's not like one. we've been hanging out all day anyway. Yeah, we have been hanging out almost every second of the day as we try to get this facility, Strength Block, ready for opening because there is so much we've had to do um do you want to fill everyone in about whereabouts we're at with that um so we've got our branding down um our landlord who's a super nice guy has actually pushed back our opening by a few days so he can get some things done which we don't mind because it just gives us that little extra buffer time to get a few things done Um, what else have we been doing um so basically We got all the branding done, which always gets me really excited. So from here, you turn the branding into collateral, which is basically your website or anything else that requires the branding. So now we can visually begin to represent our brand, which is cool. And as a graphic design nerd, that excites me quite greatly. Um, We also ordered in a bunch of flooring, which was kind of hilarious because uh, basically I was at a site visit. And in, I never leave the house. And in the one hour I was out of the house, the truck driver decided to show up and my poor flatmates had to unload this 300 kilograms of flooring because they sent <laughs> one tiny delivery guy out on this, this, um, this delivery. Like, so if you saw, if you follow my Instagram, you would have seen the huge pile um, of them in our garage. So we'll be working around those with our clients for the next maybe three weeks. They definitely aren't going anywhere. No, definitely not. <laughs> our garage is once again becoming a storage place. We also bought a bunch of equipment, which again, we've bought it and we don't really know where we're going to put it. So it's probably going to be boxes of equipment in our lounge for the next three weeks. I'm sure the bunnies will love that. They're going to jump all over it, chew through the cardboard boxes, just all the nonsense they get up to. But yeah, that's pretty much where we're at with Strength Block. Um, we are going to cover a topic today that is kind of something Sophie and I discuss in our off time all the time. What is it, Soph? So the topic of the day is managing our lifestyle versus fitness expectations. So being realistic and honest with yourself about the amount of effort you're putting in to what results you are getting out. Yeah, because you're going to hear me refer to social media quite often when it comes to a discussion centering around fitness because I, I think it's what leads a lot of people into fitness. But what we see on social media is really like the 0.001% of people that are using fitness and strength training to benefit their lives. And most of the time, it's not really an accurate um, perception, an accurate representation of what it's actually like to have a good relationship with fitness. And there's a lot of disordered relationships out there in the fitness world, whether it's um, aesthetic and look about what you look like or your behavior. So you know, fitness addiction as well, all those kind of um, things, which people don't show on the gram. They just, you see small snippets, um, but that is also very real and out there. Um, So yeah, so I want to talk about, I'll use a client example. Um, Someone who wants to get a certain level of results from training 
um, whether that is strength or appearance based um, but for their lifestyle they still like going out kind of every weekend so missing out on training sessions here and there they're not getting as much sleep as they should um, they can't expect to still get those high level results that they're really wanting and still live the lifestyle that they're wanting something has to give yeah and I think it's perfectly reasonable that if you're a person who you know you like to go out for dinner you like to have a couple of drinks on the weekend you like to do all these things it's all part of your lifestyle and it is perfectly reasonable that you that's part of your life and fitness can be part of your life on top of that however tempering your expectations on what you can achieve and not comparing yourself to the people that are literally professional fitness people it's all they do they get paid for it and that is their lifestyle is a massive massive thing and this isn't even touching on like quiet PED use right yeah so we you need to really think about what you value um so whether that is like your family dinners I mean we do family dinner every week every weekend and there's there's South Africa and there's a lot of food I'm getting like fed you know so much food I leave like it's probably on me as well I just go ham on it um (laughs) but yeah like thinking about your priorities so maybe you still want to go out with friends and you want to do all those things which is good and I think that also plays into the mental health side um of staying social and having all those kind of events that we go to but then bringing those expectations down if they are really high to match that those are your priorities yeah, like I, I, for instance, even if we just look at it from what you enjoy doing in the gym, right? So I love performance, I love strength, and I love feeling strong in that like I can run through a brick wall. However, for me personally to be in that state, I have to be a, just a little bit, I wouldn't say fat, but fat by social media standards. Like I'm not fat by any means. Like, I cannot be shredded and perform at my best. So, therefore, I have to break the status quo of what, like, people expect from a fitness professional because it's just not sustainable for what I want from the rest of my life. I also really like pizza, and I don't want to give up pizza and eating and going out for coffee just for a six-pack. That's right. If you don't want to give something up, that means it's one of your priorities, So you've got to just take that into consideration when thinking about what you're putting in versus what you're getting out. Or it could be the opposite way where you're very into um, your kind of cleaner eating, you're going to the gym a lot of times, you're getting your sleep, everything's on point. And then that means that's your priority and maybe you do miss things, you miss events, you miss going out with friends. And I mean, that's the complete opposite. And I don't know if I believe that's good Because I think keeping that social side is very important. But I think it's all about balance and finding that middle ground where you can have the best of both worlds and still manage your expectations. So you work hard in the gym, um, you eat a balanced diet, you get all your kind of veggies and your protein in, but then you're still happy to go have pizza with your friends or a couple of drinks. Yeah, and 
especially on the male side of the, f- the fitness thing, like you touched on it very briefly, like the fitness industry is so riddled with eating disorders that I like it's it's kind of mind boggling. And this is going to happen every time you become restrictive and obsessed with any part of your lifestyle. So we all know what um, what anorexia is, you know, like anorexia nervosa. And that is the concept of just not eating, essentially eating the small amount of calories. But what we don't talk about that often is orthorexia, which is the obsession with eating healthy. And it is also an eating disorder. I would argue that a lot of um, people, especially if they're not on PEDs, that are shredded. Do you want to tell people what PEDs are for people who might not know? So PEDs are performance enhancing drugs, steroids. And that's a whole nother conversation in regards to how they relate to our industry. I'm not for or against them as long as there's transparency um, with it. But like if you're not on PEDs and if you're walking around shredded year round, I would say odds are you probably have an eating disorder because no body, no, no person's body actually wants to maintain a state like that unless you have freak genetics. No one wants to be that lean. You are going to be in some kind of starvation mode that entire time. And it's weird because as men, we look at shredded dudes and we don't have the eating order um, conversation about it. We're not like, that's anorexia with muscle behind Mm. it. (laughs) Yeah, unless you've got some crazy metabolism going on. Yeah, but no one's metabolism keeps you at 4% body fat year round, right? No, that's right. But yeah. So what do you what do you reckon? What do you do to keep your lifestyle fitness in balance, Soph? Well, pretty much what I said before with um, I like to aim to train three to four times a week. I aim to train four, but for example, if um, I have to drop a day because I am going out on the weekend or whatever I'm doing, then I'm okay with it. I don't beat myself up for missing a training session. I move on like it's just just move on into the next week aim I aim for if I only get three I get three um I do count calories a lot of the time not all of the time um and even with that like counting calories can be a drag for some people um I think it's quite a good tool however personally myself and I wouldn't recommend this at the beginning because I feel like you need to make sure you are counting calories um properly to really kind of understand them and make a good start to things but because I've been doing it for a while um, I count calories most days but not all days so I have leniency throughout my week so I won't count calories on a Sunday when we have family dinner and that means to me that I know personally I won't be getting as perfect results out of it because I'm not putting in a hundred percent effort with it but to me, it's worth it because I have that flexibility. So I'm managing my expectations knowing um, I'm not getting as perfect results by not counting every day, but my priority is that family dinner and that flexible dieting kind of over that day. So yeah, that's me. And it's it makes sense that like we have to be fed. Like I can understand, once again, if you're, if you're a bodybuilder and you're prepping, that's one thing. But like Sophie and I... We're both coaches and then we also have lives outside of coaches. And I personally don't think it's a great 
representation. Oh, it's not good for our business if we're starving ourselves because I want to be able to think well. Mm. You know, I don't want to be tired when I'm training clients. I don't want. I don't want it to be a fight every time I need to get myself into the gym because my body's like, you don't actually have the calories inside you to, to fuel this workout. You know, like, and that's what at the end of the day, that's that's what this is about for long-term results. It requires some kind of sustainability to stay consistent. And yeah, we're not competitive athletes. So if you were doing a sport or you're a competitive athlete, whether you are a bodybuilder or you're playing like a sport. Um, you might have to be on point with everything for a while, like leading up to game day or competition or whatever it is. But if you're not that intense and you're just like an everyday person who's looking after their health and fitness, there is no need to go really crazy with it. I think it's best to strive for balance. Yeah, 100%. Because, yeah, you hit the nail on the head there where it's like if you are an athlete that needs to perform, you need to peak for your event. And peaking for an event, whether that is um, leaning down for a bodybuilding show or pulling max max effort lifts in a powerlifting meet, requires some dedication, motivation, and most important, sacrifice. But we call it sacrifice because it means you are taking something out of your daily life. You know, you are sacrificing it. If you permanently sacrifice something it's no longer a sacrifice now now you've just altered the way you live and if it isn't worth it then don't do it yeah if you're thinking about like kind of the mental health side of it if you're dropping out meeting up with your family you're turning down meeting up with a friend because you're you don't want to have to eat you know know, all those kind of things and you end up feeling like you hate your life because of it, like you don't get to do anything, you can't, you feel very restricted. If you're feeling too restricted, then your balance is off. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, and yeah, you don't, want, you don't want to be that person at the restaurant eating out of a Tupperware unless you're in one of those You don't want to be states. that. You don't want to be that guy. <laughs> or like, you know, so much of food is so intrinsically woven into our culture that it's more, it, like I used to say stuff like um, when I was like all about trying to stay lean and stuff, I used to say stuff like food is fuel and you need to change your mindset to just see food as fuel. But now that I've gotten older and I'm, I have additional priorities and focuses, I realize calling food just fuel is, it's, it's naive. Yeah, there's so much more to food. Like, you share food with family, and, you know, that's where most people gather to meet their friends. It's it's a love language, basically. Food, (laughs) food, it's my love language. (laughs) Feed me. It's very very much a a, a cultural... um, It's part of our culture, and it's part of almost every culture. You know, every culture has their little festivals that they indulge in food. The one thing that I will say is a little bit warped with New Zealand and is something most people could cut down on is alcohol. We are a country Mm. of binge drinking. And while there's, you know, the word empty calories in alcohol, what's really the problem with it is how it disrupts your sleep and your hormones. And it it takes a while to bounce back from drinking. 
but that doesn't mean I think you should never drink. Yeah, you don't get good deep sleep after drinking. So people might think that they had a great sleep afterwards and they'd like sleep for 11 hours because they were so tired after a big night out drinking, but you're not actually hitting that real deep sleep where you're getting quality sleep from it. So it affects that and it, that bleeds into the next day and yeah. Yeah, it, go, it goes on for way longer than you might think. But again, I don't have any problem with people that drink. It's just a personal choice. When I was younger, I drank a lot. And now that I don't drink, every time I do, I'm quite acutely aware of how it affects my performance. So if I, if I go out drinking on like a Saturday, I'm not performing in the gym, which is important to me, correctly until about the Thursday. So even though I'm no longer like, quote unquote, hungover or anything, it definitely affects my overall performance. But Soph and I, we do enjoy every date night we go out on. We buy the bougiest cocktails we can. <laughs> yeah, I love a good cocktail. Um, and Damien also loves a good cocktail. So <laughs> he feels like he can't order them sometimes, but because he's really gotten used to the fact that I always order them. If we go out, I'm, I don't like wine, You're not into it. I want a cocktail. I want it to be fancy. I want berries and I want egg white and I want all the stuff you want a rainforest <laughs> sticking out of your glass and so he's now on that bandwagon as well yeah they're delicious and uh, they're superior to, to normal drinks <laughs> it's a treat for us so yeah if we're going out for dinner or something like that I will have a couple of cocktails other than that don't really drink unless there's some kind of um, event or like wedding or I don't know Something else on. I must say, I am pretty fortunate in the sense that even when I was a big drinker, I was always into spirits. Um, beer. If you're a big beer drinker, that is a very, very difficult thing to balance in your life. Like if you're drinking multiple beers, just because they're so high in calories that like, unless you're skipping multiple meals, 12 beers is going to like shoot your calories through the roof but that that's a whole nother story like mm. just don't don't cut out beers completely just be be aware of you wouldn't drink 10 cans of coke in a day yeah but you, people drink 10 beers all the time yeah make make better drink choices yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but circling back around to expectations what do you do sophie if you've mucked up your perfect plan so talking about expectations um with ourselves and what happens when we don't uphold these. So I am very good at not getting too wrapped up in it and I'm able to move on. If things haven't gone to plan of how they usually would, um, not dwelling on it. So if you have to miss a gym session, not dwelling on it. There's, a, there's quite a lot of people who are out there who they freak out if they can't get to their training sessions every week and that kind of thing. And that's kind of a problem in itself. Yeah, like I'll have clients tell me that they're sick and they're worried because they haven't trained in a week. And it's like, you're sick. Yeah. Look after yourself. You should be able to take time off and it not completely mess with you. Like the, get that balance right of just being able to move on and start the day fresh the next day. So if I go out and I have... Um, pizza and I've eaten way too much sugar or that kind of thing instead of like restricting the next day or beating myself up about it and feeling like all the guilt I just start afresh the next day and I try and drink my water I go for a walk and I just carry on 
I think a lot of people make the mistake of trying to like catch up if they've miss, uh, messed up. Mm. So whether that's like you've eaten too much, so now you're going to try under eat for the next few days. Which leads to binging and restricting, which is not what you want to get into. And even in regards to like training habits, if you've gone on the other end of the spectrum that you feel like you can't function unless you've maintained your training regime and then you have to break it and that causes you stress, that's also a, a good time to like Take a look and reprioritize, if, again, if you're not a professional athlete, if it's not that important in the scheme of things. Yeah. One session missed is not the end of the world. Yeah. And it's like, so I got um, COVID like a month ago, right? And it was not great timing because basically I leaned down for my wedding and then I got a bit of training in and then I ended up with COVID, which took me out of the gym for like almost three weeks in total. So I was out because I was in isolation for a week and then I didn't want to end up with long COVID. So I took off an additional two weeks before I started training again. So all in all, I started off small and then I got even smaller, which left me in a state that I didn't really want to be in. But at no point was I, was I worried about it because I've been doing this for so long. I know any results I've lost I can get them again and getting them the second time is always easier than getting them the first time. Yeah, I think that's the fear most people have is they're so scared of stopping because they think they'll lose everything yeah. in a week. And that's just not the case. Um, if it's if you feel like you're, uh, you've put on so much fat in a week because you haven't trained, that's probably water weight. Maybe you've made some like bad choices with your nutrition or maybe you haven't got a pump from working out yeah. and lifting weights. It's not, you don't see changes that quickly. You literally just haven't shuttled glycogen into your muscles. So you're not walking around slightly looking more muscular. You've flattened out, but the muscle itself is still there. Yeah. And even if you were to detrain a bit and lose a bit of muscle, like I said, once your body has made those adaptations once, it's far easier to make them again. So don't worry about it. And that's why consistency over a long period of time garners better results than these short bursts of motivation where it's like, I'm going hard for six weeks. I'm doing nothing for 12 weeks, you know, yeah. like on and off, on and off. Yo-yo training. We don't call it yo-yo training, but we should. <laughs> yo-yo training. So overall, we need some consistency. So eating well most of the time, eating nutritious foods and fueling our bodies well, exercising multiple times a week, getting in our steps um, and keeping active. So if you lean too much into the lenient side and you're um, eating less nutrient uh, foods and not exercising, dropping out sessions, then you have to realize that your results may take longer to achieve. You may not achieve them at all. Um, and in that case, you might have to relook at your goals and your priorities. You might not get the six-pack abs you want. You might not build the crazy amounts of muscle that you are thinking you will if your lifestyle leans more towards that side. So just having a look at our goals and our balance between the two. Yeah, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with being like, you know what, I like being at a slightly higher body fat percentage because it allows me to do X, Y, and Z. It doesn't mean you need to throw the baby out with the bathwater and not exercise at all. Like, not everyone's going to be a fitness influencer. There's no point in that. 
So temper your expectations, allow yourself to come back a little bit on what you think is the optimal goal, because if it doesn't suit your lifestyle and what you love, then yeah, you might have to, um, you might have to change that a little bit, right? Yeah. Just be kind to yourself. Be nice. Be Be nice, nice, guys. Be nice nice to yourself. Yeah. (laughs) I always like to say that like fitness should be an addition to your life. It it should enhance it. It shouldn't, it shouldn't inhibit it. Yes. So yeah, that is, that is one of the things I like to say. Yeah. If you had read my blog, you would have come across it. (laughs) Yeah. So let fitness enhance your life, not inhibit it. Not take away from anything. Have fun guys. You only get one life to live and you don't want to live it eating broccoli, rice and chicken out of a Tupperware at a restaurant. (laughs) Go live. Um, okay, so shall we wrap this up for today? I think we should. Um, so that was managing your expectations uh, with yourself, your lifestyle, and just finding a bit of balance. So we hope you've kind of enjoyed our chit chat about this. And if anyone wants to talk about it more, you can slide into our DMs. We're always open to chatting. Um, and if you have any other topics that you want us to cover, feel free to let us know as well. Yeah, just... Send Sophie, myself, or the Strength Block Instagram that now exists a DM. Yeah. I've seen a few people um, have clicked on our website on the Strength Block Instagram, which is not up there yet, but (laughs) it is coming. But I'm glad there's some interest. So Uh, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been episode two of Strength Block. I'm Damien. You can follow me at Damien Lifts on Instagram or Damo Lifts on TikTok if you're so inclined. <laughs> Still trying to sneak in with it with the Gen Zs. I, uh, hello, children. <laughs> I am one of you. Or you can find me on Instagram, Sophie underscore Bedos. All right. And our website is www.strengthblock.co.nz. There's nothing there yet, but this will be soon. Hope you guys are having a great day and we'll catch you next time.